Ladies and gentlemen. wrong sir my password you know my phone is out man share it at a later date if we need to it's coming oh okay oh take your time
Mm-hmm. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we hope and pray all has been well with you in the midst of the changing culture of time and our country. It's just a blessing to be alive and welcome my brother, Mr. Corey D. Moody on. How you doing this evening, my friend? I'm doing well, sir, doing well. Glad to be here. Good. It's a blessing to be alive, even in the midst of uh, the, the weather there and the weather here and uh, we have to keep pressing. Uh, tonight, it seems we're talking about writing the report. That is so very important. We look forward to that tonight. And ladies and gentlemen, we thank you so much again for joining us. I am D. Edward Cheney, and I have my brother, Mr. Corey D. Moody, certified public accountant, certified valuation analyst, who is with us tonight. And at this time, we're going to allow him to share what God has placed on his heart. And we thank you for joining us again right now, at this time, right now. We need you to do two things. We need you to like, share. We need you to register on Zoom on all of our social media platforms, especially our Facebook Go to the Renaissance Fellowship. You can log in. You can sign up right there. You can go to Podbean. You can go to so many different platforms at this time. Please share this vital and imperative information. Without further ado, my brother, Corey D. Moody, you got it. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, wow. So, you know, tonight we're gonna talk about writing the report. So this is kind of like, we've done all this work, we've done our risk assessment, you know, we kind of, looked at where our exposure was, you know, what are the big items? What are the big things we need to kind of focus on to kind of get to make sure that these financial statements we about to present really present a fair presentation and they do not have, you know, large errors or emissions or material misstatements. And so 
to ensure that or to to reduce that risk, there's a lot of things that we have to do. And so we kind of started this thing, you know, early on about understanding value and then creating your your budget and your your financial report, you know, your actual expenses versus your budget and creating your statement of net worth or your balance sheet. So these are the same things that happens in business that we have these financial statements which is the result of our transaction. So all the money we have spent for the year, you know, last two years, three years, you know, whatever that length of time is, you know, these are the results. And when we look at these results, it kind of gives us some indicators of how well we're performing. How good a stewards are we over these financials? You know, have, have we spent the money, you know, appropriately? So one of the misnomer I want to kind of get cleared up is how accountants, how we are portrayed. You know, this these nerdy bean counters, which that's true. So I don't want to take that away. That is true. But the, the, the misnomer is we don't like to spend money. Actually, we love to spend money. We just probably go through a whole bunch of steps before we spend it. So we like to kind of understand, does this make sense? And it's not always the cheapest price. You know, that's when that understanding that value comes in. I may pay more for something because I get a better value. So that's kind of part of the whole process. So when you have to live with a, an accountant, you know, it may seem like we just go through a whole bunch and we do. And a lot of times we've already kind of done it in our minds and have these checklists because nobody wants to read these reports with us. So, you know, we end up having to do it by ourselves all the time. You know, we may say, hey, you want to read this? Oh, no, you just handle it. And then when it comes time to making these decisions, now it's like, well, why not? Or why are we? Well, you know, we was trying to put, you know, I was showing you all the details. So remember when we went out in the field, we got all these transactions that says you made, you know, $2 million or you made, you know, $200,000 on your job last year. You know, so that's all your income. And you spent all these funds, you know, for, for your house note, your car payment, your gasoline, utilities, you know, and so we spent all this money at the end of the year. How much money do we have left? You know, a lot of times we say, man, you know, we can't make it to the end of the month. So having this information is important to have more at the end of the month to make better decisions. So you're not throwing away, you're being a good steward over your money. That's why this is important not to tell you what not to do. So you have all this data now, and now you wanna spend. So we like to spend. We just gonna go through probably 10 different tests before we decide to pull the trigger. So it's like, no, no, we don't need it, we don't want it. I mean, we got needs and wants just like everyone else, but even, you know, whether it's a need or a want, we just go through this due diligence process. So why is that important as it relates to our personal finance? Well, if we always 
you know, feeling kind of uncomfortable in our finances. And let's say really our value or our net worth is not increasing every year. So that's telling us we are not being good stewards because we should be increasing our wealth every year. And at the end of the year, we get to have an audit to see how well we actually performed. So it's our own scorekeep to know how well we're doing. And it, it doesn't matter whether you, you're not struggling financially, you can pay all your bills. The question is, are you increasing your value or your net worth? And we discovered last season that value and understanding that, you know, that it's, that is biblical. You know, when we start talking about money, you know, people get quiet or, you know, here they go again, you know, and it really has nothing to do with the church. It really has all to do with our own personal lives. Because we're managing ourselves. Yeah, we got, you know, mothers, fathers, spouses, you know, children that, you know, we have some accountability to. But we have also accountability just to guide ourselves. And it's how well we are performing. And then in this financial arena, here are some things that we can use to improve that, to make our lives easier or a little more smoother here as we're spending this money and seeing how well we're performing. Okay, so now we spent all, you know, we spent this money, we got money coming in, we spent money. Now at the end of the year, it's time to see how well we perform. So that's when we have this audit. And we go out in the field, we get, we start pulling records and stuff. Well, even before we go out in the field, we do what's called a risk assessment. Let's look at the risk. What are the big areas we need to focus on in this company? Because I can audit 20 companies and my focus on what I'm going to look at is different. What are the risks with this company as, as a, uh, compared to this one? So depending on like how many people are in the accounting department or how many people you know, deal with cash, you know, if the person collects the cash, makes the deposit, does the reconciliation and pays the bill, that's a high risk that something could be going awry with cash. But if there are three people, the person who collects the cash, hands it off to someone else who makes the deposit, the deposit, and then someone else actually does the reconciliation and someone else pays the bills, they got what's called good separation of duties. Which means there's a there's a higher probability that the money is where it's supposed to be because it has to go through these steps. So how do we count for ourselves? So I, and I guess you know maybe because of my profession, you know you know what I've always wanted to do is you know to be a CPA. I always kind of took how I accounted for money serious. But not just so much not to spend it, not so much as to see how much money I can build, but really to see how well, how good a steward am I over what's been entrusted to me. It's the same thing that happens in the company. The accounting department, the CFO, the controller, 
how well are they managing those funds and giving that information to the managers, the owners, so they can make decisions. So when we got good numbers and we can apply it and make these KPI, these key performance indicators, it helps us understand how well we are performing financially. And you see it kind of leads into other areas of our lives. Okay, so now we've gone out and we've done, we got the risk assessment. We know what areas we're going to focus on. And so I know there was areas in my life that I had to focus on. Because I had some areas in my life, there were some material misstatements. And those misstatements cost me dearly. Because see, I didn't put these controls in place over that area because I saw there was a weakness there. There's a weakness right here, Corey. You need to put some controls in. So the errors and the misstatements don't get so large. And now you get a bad opinion on your audit. And then the next year you come in, do 12 months, have another year. And that same area is still failing you. Because we hadn't put those controls in place to reduce that risk. You no, know, you, you know, you hear when people are recovering from drugs or alcohol and you know whatever they trying to do. You know, it's like you know, don't have this around this person because you know they just came from this just this treatment center and you know I don't want to tempt them. No, you know, I don't want to put all this food on the diet. So let's, you know, let's put this food away. So those in itself are kind of controls. And sometimes we got to put those controls in ourselves. We got to audit what's going on in our lives to reduce that risk. Put in these internal controls so there's a higher probability that we won't have a misstatement. I mean, a misstatement in the financial, you know, statement. You got me? So that's why it's important. And see, money is the one thing we really kind of hold close to the vest. I just found that the thousands of people that I've been able to come in contact with and, and have these conversations. Those that really handle their finances better than the next, or if you wanted to grade your A, B, C, or D type financial responsible person, this is where the grade in my, you know, um, experience the higher the grade they are with being financially responsible, typically the better, the happier their lives are. I'm not saying they may not have more money to someone who doesn't, you know, whose grade from a financial uh, responsibility may be, be, be uh, lower. But I just kind of saw the quality of their life was different. 
Because you hear them say, having more money doesn't make you happy. And that's true. You know, we talked about contentment. You know, the, the Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, that I'm content. Again, that is a financial scripture. So everything that I need to do, I can be content in it. So the point I'm making, the higher grade we are on this financial statement, our audit, the better our lives become, or at least my life became. The more I kind of, you know, kept that in order, I could apply those same principles to my life. Yeah, I still have some high risk areas. And I had to constantly tighten those screws up. And some years, they were bad years. We have bad years. You know, stocks go up and down. You know, you hear me say, watch the Bloomberg station, you know, some of those financial reports. You hear them talking about, you know, predictions. You know, when companies predict how they're going to perform, it affects their stock prices. Stockholders, you know, they want that stuff to constantly be rising. Just like we want our net worth to constantly be going up. Well, what do we have in place to ensure or to, you know, reduce the risk that we can meet our goals? So, you know, we talked about the covenant, our contract, right, with God. You know, how does that look? You know, everybody's contract is different. Everybody has a different scope of work. Right? And sometimes we build it. And we get change orders. And sometimes we get good change orders. Sometimes we get deductive change orders because we got too much. And we can't handle the work. So they say, you know what, I'm going to take this from you. I'm going to give this to someone else because you're falling behind. Well, good internal controls and those things helps us perform better at a higher level. Reduce the risk of, you know, things falling through the cracks and us missing things. So we got this contract, you know, we perform for the year. Now the auditors are coming in and saying, okay, let's, we're going to look at these books to make sure what you're giving to me and giving to the people who are looking at your financials and making decisions. Now, as people look at our lives and they're making decisions on how they want to, to live their lives, right? They don't want to live it like this. Our financials are the same way. And, you know, the better my financial outlook was, not, not that I had more money, but the more organized I was, the better my personal life was. So now the auditors came out. And they're going out in the field and, you know, they were doing these audit programs, you know, looking at reconciliations, looking at internal controls so they can know how much they need to rely on. Do they need to pull more information because the controls are weak? You know, you could look at certain parts of my life. You can see the controls are weak. You might have to dig a little deeper to see if I'm really doing better in that area. Let me look at your, your phone book. Let me look, go through your phone. See, one of the things I learned when I go through someone's bank statements, it tells me a lot about that person. Forget the financial part. I can tell a whole bunch. And so that's what our numbers do. 
And every year we get an audit. So you might have had a bad year, but you can recover. Companies do it all the time, right? They had a bad quarter. Will they recover? You hear them say, you think they can recover? Hey, you, you see what's happening, you know, in the world, in the nation. You know, we go through recessions and all this other. Is it a bull market? Is it a bear market? You know, you know, it happens. We have no control over a lot of that. But what we do is have control over our own personal lives and what we've been in charge to be, to, to be stewards over. So every year, you know, we do New Year's resolutions. You know, my question is, what are we comparing our what we did last year? Do we have a budget in place? How, you know, we can say I had a good year last year. How do you, why you say that? And so having these comparisons, being able to look at things, look at your indicators goes a long way with making these changes in these and in, in, in our lives on the financial side. And it, it just bleeds in over into our personal side. So I'm going to go over this audit report. Okay. You know, we didn't gotten the, uh, contract we didn't perform the work you know we got change orders you know we think we did pretty good made good profits now the auditors are coming in and say okay you're telling everybody out here you did good and you know you you know life is good and you're living good living clean and all that other stuff now here come the auditors and you know depending on the size of the company you know you might have a few auditors Let's just pretend that the auditors that came out here were the 12 disciples. I mean, the 12 accountants. I'm sorry. I be tripping sometimes, y'all. Excuse me. The 12 accountants. So these are the auditors that kind of came out. They got sent out by the partner. The partner said, hey, I got this audit. Y'all 12 go out. Y'all bring me all the work papers back. Tell me how well the internal controls are, the audit program. Tell me how all this stuff is and bring it to me. Then, I, then I'm, we're going to write the report. So here's the report. And it's called an opinion. And so in our opinion, this is the auditor. You know, the financial statements fairly present all material aspects. Father, do you see all my material aspects of my life? My hiding it. Basis for the opinion. We conducted our, audit, our audits in accordance with these standards accepted in the United States of America. So I have a couple of initials behind my names with me. I have different certificates and licenses that allows me to do certain things. And so sometimes they bleed over. Like being a CPA, being a CVA, there are certain ethical things and rules that come into play that both of them may have, but they may be a little different. And when you have conflicts, when you have different things, you know, in your profession, and they kind of bleed over, it's like, well, which, which one do you take? 
you know, what, what, what law or compliance rule is, is in play. And it's usually the most stringent one. So the one that has the most teeth is that's the rule you have to fall under. So as a CPA for one rule, I may use that rule for something. And for something else, I may use CVA because it's a, it's a tougher rule under the CVA, even though the CPA say, hey, look, you don't have to do all that. But I always got to take the toughest road. So I looked at this and I said, okay, as long as I do this, what the United States is saying, I'm all right. But is there a higher level of accountability that I have to come under? And I always want to take the strongest one to kind of just keep me in line. Okay, now here's the responsibility of management. Okay, this is up, all right? So you, you, you responsible for preparing the financial statements fairly. And check this out. And for the design, implementation, and maintenance of internal controls relevant to the preparation of the fair um, presentation of the financial statements that are free for material misstatements, whether due to fraud or error. So that's why these controls are in place and we're responsible. So we're responsible when our controls are out of whack and we can't stay in line. We're responsible. Now here's the auditors. So what the auditor is saying is, we want to get a reasonable assurance that these financial statements, I'm sorry, I missed that. Reasonable assurance that your life is free from, I mean, I'm sorry, man, I can't read. Reasonable assurance that these financial statements taken as a whole life, I mean, whole, are free from material misstatements, whether due to fraud, fraud, or error, and to issue the auditor's report that includes our opinion. So now we got to get an opinion. We're going to give this opinion. But they got to be whether due from fraud or error. Or error. So let me kind of break that down just a little bit. Whether you knew or not, it don't matter. Because, see, internal controls, is, see, the internal controls, are they're there, you know, to stop some fraud and theft. So let me break that up. So theft is one thing. So employees will steal from you. So you put these controls in to make it harder for them to steal your money. But also, there are controls in place to make sure the transactions are reported properly. So controls work two different things to kind of help, you know, you know, theft to some degree. But more than anything is to make sure that the information is being presented properly. We don't want no one telling a different story than what's really happened. You know, that happened with... You know, the Enron deal and all that stuff. Those, th those numbers were not real. And that was a big fallout, and you see what it caused. 
And those same things happen in our lives. It happened in my life. I've had some major collapses because my controls were, were weak. There were some fraudulent activities. There were some errors going on. And when I put these controls in place, it helps me to eliminate those. And that same thing happens on the financial side in our personal finance. If I do my reconciliations, if I do my budgets, if I review it every month, and it only takes 30 minutes. So you just take, just take 20 hours a year just to kind of get a hold of your finances, not just looking at what's in the bank, but kind of look at these indicators. Where am I spending my money? What's really going on? Am I increasing my, my value? Is there something that helps me keep going? But I, I just go year after year and after year, and then before I know it, man, what the heck did I do with all that? the same principles. So, now, in performing our audit, we're going to exercise professional judgment and maintain professional skepticisms throughout the audit. So, y'all that know me, you know, I'm skeptic of everything. Blame it on this right here. I don't believe, trust nobody if it's something that is provable or something that I have to write an opinion on because, you know, my license is on the line. So, honey, I'm relying on you telling me that this is done at home or the kids are here or whatever. But if you don't tell me everything and I rely on it, there's a problem. See, that's how these things infiltrate in our lives. So we get to exercise judgment. So we get to kind of decide, okay, which way is this going to be better? I think I said a little earlier, typically we got a choice sometimes, should I do this or not? I got to exercise good professional judgment. Okay, I got to remember we didn't beat internal controls to death because this is the this is the key to helping our lives kind of you know get efficient and, and and more effective. You know, we hear about quantitative and qualitative information. You know, why can't this company charge more for this for the same thing? You know, why can't Mercedes charge more for their cars than Volkswagen? They both German. They both cars. One of the Volkswagens might be even faster than some of the Mercedes. Why do they charge more? Why do we pay more if it's just transportation? What makes us make those decisions? Use our professional judgment. 
Then we got to evaluate the appropriateness of their accounting policies. This is what the auditors are doing. So when God sees it, I mean, when the auditor sees it, he's looking at and evaluating the appropriateness of our processes and our systems. How appropriate are they? How well are they set up? Are there some things we need to change? And when we find some things and stuff that go wrong, we are required to communicate that. We get to communicate it. What does that mean? God, I mean, I'm sorry, y'all be tripping. The auditor found something wrong. I found something wrong. I got to go to the owner, to the controller. And this is where we kind of get into battles with our client. See, it's always like, well, Corey, that's your client. You got to do what they say. No. I don't. Because when I sign that financial statement, I'm saying A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. When God sends us out, I mean, when we go to the bank and we give them that financial, we're representing these financials. You know, so when we out here on our own financials, we're representing ourselves, representing who we say we are. Making sense? So we got this report. I'm, I'm talking to the controller, the owner. Hey, we have to book this big adjustment. This, this is not accounting for right. We, we, we can't accept this. This, you got to book this adjustment. And sometimes you go back and forth. And there are times we have to withdraw from that engagement because the management won't make the changes, or we're not comfortable and working with them because we there's just too much stuff going on that we're not comfortable with putting our name behind. And then sometimes we say, look, I can't give you an unqualified, uh, unmodified opinion. I have to modify my opinion because we got some issues here. Now that financial statement is not as strong. Now it means, now it means something different. So how do we do that? So our financial statements, our lives is important. I'm trying to get this right. So you can hear me. So the audit, we want to we want to clean an unmodified opinion. We want to be able to walk in and say, hey, look, I got a clean report. I got good internal controls. My processes, my systems, they're good. You know what? You're right. Here, here you go. Here's more responsibility for you. Here's the loan. Here's the increase. Here's the job. Here's the change order. You can handle it. So, Brother Cheney, 
I just want an unmodified opinion, a clean opinion on my report. And wow. You make it do what it do, bro. Thank you, sir. Everyone, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this this season and, and we kind of brought it all together tonight with the report. I hope it yeah. makes some sense. And when we come back, we're going to have it a little bit better and cleaner for you and, and kind of just bring it a little bit more in focus. We, we're using our own internal controls to make it better, the process and the systems. Absolutely. So when you see it again, it'll look different. Thank you. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's just been a wonderful time having my friend, my brother, my family, Corey D. Moody, uh, providing his professional expertise. And let me just say, uh, you know, God moves in mysterious ways. I know we have people that believe, some don't believe, but you will believe, trust me. Uh, uh, you will believe in, in, in something. You know, all of us say that we don't believe, but you believe in something. And I just want to uh, thank you, uh, Corey, for what you have done and continue to do. Thank you, Renaissance Fellowship, for allowing us this opportunity, allowing uh, uh, the Corey D. Moody platform. And, uh, you know, we, we just thank all entities who have been involved in this process. Ladies and gentlemen, as things may shift, we will continue with Wednesday check-in with Dia with Cheney, even if it's just for a few minutes. But the financial status, excuse me, the financial series will continue and it will expand and expound and grow. And uh, we look for the guests who will join us and people who will just come in, experts, and just regular folk like me who don't know much about money, but know who to go to try to straighten my stuff out. Now, I'm just being honest with y'all. I know y'all got all your stuff together, but you really don't want a uh, CPA. You really don't want a CPA really to go and scrutinize your finances. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you feel like a small rat in a corner of a room that can't find a hole to crawl up in. I'm just being honest with y'all tonight. Y'all know I had some medicine in me. My sinuses are acting up. That's why my eyes are squinching. My nose been big since I was born. But we just thank God because every week, no matter how I feel or how I look, I'm going to be here with you. We're going to be here with you. And again, as we look at, at, at as the shift, we're going to grow. We're going to get better. We're committed to this cause. And I do want to say that God is just amazing. It's amazing how he has moved in all of our lives since we've been here. Go back and revisit. Go back and look at so much uh, that we post with regards to previous series and, and things that you want to refresh with, please go do that. And if not, you know, you can uh, inbox or DM uh, Mr. Moody. Uh, you can do that on a social media. Please don't DM him like folk be trying to spam me. They just got my picture on all kind of stuff, you know, but y'all just pray because I have to stay connected to you. I've got to do it. Other than that, I'll shut all that stuff down, but I can't do it because that's what we got to do to reach the masses. Amen. Enough for tonight. Again, we thank you, and we will see you again next Wednesday. Wednesday, check in with D.L. with Cheney, Corey D. Moody. We thank you. We love y'all. Uh, if you so desire to give and want to share, you can do that through the Givelify app, Tap Give Done. 
You can do that. You can also go to Cash App on the Renaissance page. All you got to do is push that button. It takes you right to the page and you can give. Consider sowing a seed, writing the report. What does the report look like in your life? What does the report look like in your life? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful evening. Yes, sir. Hold on, I got one more place to check to be sure. <laughs> no, I'm here. Yeah, no, I need to check. Uh...